0: I ask my mother, what will I be?
1: Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. K Whatever will be will be. Hello and welcome to You Are Going to Be Fantastic. I'm Ann Foster. I'm Jenny Ryan. And today we have a very special guest and the podcast, it's it's not as young as it was, but it's still quite a young podcast. Yeah. And this is where I love that every episode, it's like, it's our first whatever. Yep. But this is our first family member yeah. interview. <laughs> and it was, I'm really excited to to share this interview with with people because we talked to your mom. My mommy. Nancy Ryan. So um, <laughs> full disclosure, she has worked in libraries. Of course. But... That's not why we interviewed her. We no. interviewed her because she's Jenny's mom, and she has a really, really, really interesting story. Yes. So I love talking to people from your mom's generation for, to baby boomers because there's something... My, my parents are baby boomers as well. There's something so interesting to me about growing up... Well, your mother was, like, right at the beginning of the baby She was boom. born in 1944. Yeah, as, yeah, so she was, like, right at the beginning of it. Yeah. But to grow up and be this generation where for your whole life it's like when they're babies there's all these articles about like there's so many babies and when they're all starting school there's all these articles about like classes are so full yeah. and when they become teenagers it's like what are teenagers like they yeah. were they led so many discussions because there was so many people all born at the same time yeah and i i've just heard from from my parents and from other people so when you graduated from high school and we talked to your mom about this like now there's sort of like well go to university or get a trade like you need to like finding a job is hard work yeah. right but for them it was kind of like what job do you want there's all the jobs yeah. I maybe not for the very end of the baby boom because then all the jobs would be taken yeah but the fact that um, I, I just know like from my parents experience it was sort of like w- once you graduate it's like do you want to be a teacher okay which school yeah okay like just the world was their oyster it's, yeah they were this like I don't know, their whole generation. Like, they, like, teenagerdom wasn't a thing until the baby boomers became teenagers in the 50s, 60s. And then, you know, like, hippies were there. And then, like, the 70s. And, like, I'm just, like, from a generation, you and I, I don't know. It's, like, I don't even have a name for my generation. I'm not Generation X. I think you might be. I'm not sure. The Uh, tail end of it? We're, yeah. I think we're between X and Y. I'm, yeah, because I'm not, like, we're not millennials. No. We are not we sound young and funky, but we're not really. But by our birth dates, we're not millennials. No,
2: I know. It's I yeah, we have this non thing and I yeah, and it was interesting because we're recording this after talking to my mom and the interesting thing about it is my mom, yeah, like the possibilities and also like the women's movement was starting. Like there were all these things happening. It was a very exciting time. Mm-hmm. We get to be excited because there'll be some sort of new social media platform. Like it's just like there's there the revolution is far more incremental now i don't know what happens in much smaller ways
1: yeah well uh, there's i mean and not to say there's not major social there's rebellion. a lot of there's a lot but i think it's there's a lot but it's the uh, it's less cohesive maybe because more people are doing more things i don't yeah know. well no and i think that's the thing too like because there's people you know there's like black lives matter and there's um i don't know more like there's a lot of different things that are great and that are happening and they're more specific yeah but i think the baby boomers were like We are a one giant generation, and we all oppose the Vietnam War. Yeah. Like, it was, like, here's our one thing. Yeah. And we have a lot of things. Yeah. here. Well, now, like, remember when there was Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. And that was going on? I remember I saw um, a march here in Saskatoon. Because, like, it was all over, right? Like, there were these little tent communities everywhere. Like, Occupy Wall Street was such a thing. And I saw the march, and there were people in the march, and they had all different signs about all different things. Yeah. Like, some of them were being, like, I, I don't remember what they were specifically, but... They weren't all just being, like, we down with the 1%. Like, it was, like, a march, but it was, like, a march of a whole bunch of, I don't know, whatever, 50 people. And I would say there's maybe 20 different themes yep. to their signs. So it's it, there's not one thing. So which is different? I mean, one is not better than the other. But yeah. it, it's easy for me to sort of romanticize the nostalgia of, like, you know, the 60s. And, like, everyone was like this. Yeah. Except, of course, if you talk to my... In the interview, my mom says how she basically didn't engage in any of it. She missed out
2: on that. Except she did because she was a woman who worked. Like, she e- even if she says she didn't actually participate in, like, you know, any movement, she yeah. was herself. She, by nature of being an independent person, was herself the movement. Well,
1: yeah. if She had been born 10 years earlier, I think. She couldn't have done all the stuff she did. No. Like, in her... I don't want to spoil what she's going to talk about, but... I'll talk to specifically about my my mother's story. She, she also feels like she missed out on basically the 70s and 80s because she was raising us as kids. But she still is aware of like, you know, David Bowie and like disco <laughs> happened. Like disco she was still there. She just feels like, she feels like, oh, was that a thing? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I love talking to people for this podcast. And when someone's experience is so different from mine mm-hmm. because of generational yeah things so the interview with my mom cuts off weirdly um and the reason for that is she had more to say than any of us thought she would including her including her she's like i have nothing to say and then an hour later she we'd only just gotten to 40
2: or something and uh people needed the studio where we were recording so we had to cut it off um with the
1: caveat that the next time my mother visits we can get part two we'll get part two So so it might be like in a year but we will get part two so this is like nancy part one and just when you feel like oh now we're just getting into some we're getting real with nancy and then we're like okay bye (laughs) um so it's that's just some suspense for you so cliffhanger yeah um so but i hope you do enjoy this this interview with nancy ryan
2: My mother is not from Saskatoon. Anne and I record this mm. podcast in Saskatoon. My mother is from uh, Ontario. And so she came to visit to babysit my child this week. And so I decided that we would snag her. Because I think my mother has a very interesting life. Um, she does not believe it's very interesting.
1: Nobody does. Nobody, nobody does. Nobody, nobody Everyone we interview is like, mm. oh, really, oh, really, my life? <laughs> but Jenny and I are so skilled. Mm-hmm. We're, We're going to tease it out of you. Yeah. Oh, that that's, that's refreshing. I'm glad, I hope
2: glad some, to know that. I hope some secrets mm-hmm. about your life will be revealed today. Um, but... The reason, part of the reason is because um, when I was talking to my mom about the podcast about when Anne and I were coming up with doing the podcast I was talking to my mom on the phone and I said this is our idea and my mom said well you have to, you, you, you have to. she said well my she said, I was talking about how you know people over 30 and my mom said well I didn't really figure out what I was doing until I was 40 and I think for a lot of people 40 sounds very old to figure it out um, so I think it's reassuring for perhaps our younger listeners, um, or people who feel like they're 38 and still don't know what they're doing, uh, myself included. I think it's very nice to have, um, have someone tell that story and say, like, you kind of figured it out when you were past the point when most people feel like,
1: do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a, that's a hopeful thought. What I'm thinking too, as well, just with the baby boomer thing, and I'm, we're going to ask you questions, I promise. It won't just be me and Jenny philosophizing. <laughs> for the whole podcast but the whole baby boomer thing like I feel like a generation or two ago when you were 40 it's like you have your house you have your family like you're settled down that's your life and these days it's not that right so it sounds like you were sort of ahead of your time if when you were 40 you were still figuring things out but we should we should we should get to that We'll we'll work Mm -hmm. our way up to it so set your mind back Nancy okay so you're just finishing high school in Ontario so no, doing, no. Oh, no. No, I went to high school in Calgary. So no grade 13. No grade 13. Okay.
0: And the fact that I was in Calgary, in Alberta, was really very significant, I think, in terms of what I decided I wanted to do with my life, which was get out of Alberta. <laughs> mm-hmm. A common sentiment <laughs> be, among yes, people who have spoken to. Yeah, so Not Alberta, was, but just... Get, get out, out of, out of, out of their town. Yes. Get out, well, that's yes. And uh, in... The 50s and early 60s in Alberta, it was an extremely conservative environment. Uh, Tom Jones was the movie of the moment, but uh, men and women had to sit on different sides of the theater. They were not allowed to
2: be together. I did not know that. Side Uh, note, eh. my parents did not see Tom Jones until I was a girl. And then they took my sister and I to see this extremely sexual movie because they waited until they could sit together with their daughters. So your
0: husband was also in Calgary? No, no, he wasn't. No, Um, when I um, went off to university, my parents uh, happened to move to the same city. I went to the University of Alberta in Edmonton, and my father's job was transferred at that very... Moment. So I, in essence, went to university, and I took
1: my parents with me. So you're um, 17. You want to get out of Calgary because
2: you want to go watch movies with boys. And yep. at the time, men and women couldn't go to the bar together or something in Alberta. Isn't that correct?
0: Well, that's true. That's true. They had ladies and escorts and a men's bar. Was the not escort that I, not that I was a bar goer, but I
1: was that like a chaperone, like from Victorian times. Like an older married woman friend? It would no. It was the reason they had ladies and escorts was in order to
0: um, keep the men uh, well behaved while they were in that state. So, so it wasn't a single woman mm-hmm. who could.
1: Okay, you I had see, to no, So you
0: had the right number of men and women. There had to be an equal number of men and women in the bar at the same time.
2: So you wanted to get out of the conservative province but you
0: moved to Edmonton Edmonton. I moved to Edmonton because uh that was the place I could afford to go to university and uh and my parents were moving there anyway so there I am I'm still in Alberta yeah and slightly different city (laughs) that's true that's true but uh, it was uh it was still the prairies and so all through university my intention was to uh, graduate and leave. Where did you want to go? Oh pretty much anywhere. I um, I found the prairies ugly and plain and not very culturally interesting and so I was really gravitating toward Eastern Canada, not necessarily the U.S. Um, but um, you know that was that wasn't something I talked a lot about but it was certainly something that was um, me at the time certainly through high school. What did you study in university? I studied English and I did that because I was good in English in high school. I was good at writing in high school. I wrote for the Calgary Herald. I did you in I, high school? In high school. What yes. was it like
2: Na- the Nancy Opinion column? Oh
0: no, no no no. It was a What's Happening at William Aberhart High School. Oh it was the high school column that's that, that's right wow not just like the yeah.
1: high school newspaper but the newspaper yeah. that's
0: right they did that all of this all of these schools oh. had a high school uh correspondent and that was me that's amazing that's
2: really cool star phoenix if you're listening <laughs> that's a great idea
0: and i also wrote for the um for the school newspaper so i and i really liked doing that uh so i fancied myself that i might possibly become a journalist or some exotic job.
1: Did you want to be a journalist partially because then you could move?
0: Yes, (laughs) I could move, I could travel, I could wear a trench coat. I wasn't, I was not particularly interested in the news, (laughs) but I was interested in the writing and the living in another environment. And the
1: outfit. That's right. Oh
0: yes. Yes, I have to say with me, I can always remember the clothes. I don't know what that says about me as a person it means that uh, you're like me and Jenny a lot yes
2: no you remember what you wore the first day of grade 9 or something I do I do what was it
0: it was the sack dress was in I sewed all my own clothes I thought it would be much more practical to have a straight skirt with a sack top so pink and white bottom white top with pink trim
2: whoa yes I've never seen you in pink ever no
0: I know I know I felt very fashionable. And I also felt as if this was a multi-purpose outfit. So mm-hmm. fashionable mm-hmm. and practical. That's right. Fabulous. That's right. Yes. So, so okay. you've, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. I was just oh. going to say, so you're
1: mm-hmm. studying English, possibly with the intent mm-hmm. to become a journalist and you just, you went right through university. Did you have a job at the same time as well? I worked in the library at the University of Alberta. I just nodded approvingly because, and we, I yes, had
0: also had a job in a library in high school. That was my that was my job then, and in fact, I thought that the library job in high school was so incredibly boring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought the librarians were incredibly boring as well so I fully intended to never ever become a librarian.
1: You would maybe consult them as part of your like international journalist career but oh yes yes but you would not be among them. I would not
0: I would not Mm -hmm. but I was I was willing to work there because
2: well, you
1: liked books. Because I liked books. Listeners, exactly. this is foreshadowing. Yes. So yeah. just, put, just put a pin in this <laughs> no. discussion yes. for yes. 10 minutes yes. from now. I'm, af- I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. <laughs> so you finished university. You were working in the library. And then did you, once you graduated, did you stay in Edmonton or did you? I did. Um, by, by then, I had the English
0: degree and there was no opportunity to study journalism. Uh, the university at at that time, had a very limited number of options. So, if I had other aspirations, I was going to have to go away, mm-hmm. and I could not afford that. So, it was much better that I find some practical thing that I could do. There was no library school at the University of Alberta then, but then again, I already would you told to you there? I wouldn't. I didn't know that was certainly not something I no. aspired to. No. no, no. So, I did something pretty much as boring. I went to teachers college what year was this oh golly uh 1961 i graduated in 1964 from 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 the university of alberta
1: okay so this is early 60s oh yes yes so this is this is not like summer of love woodstock era this is like oh no oh no season one mad men oh no absolutely up yeah now where
2: where was it unusual for you to go to university like, did a lot of your people from high school, were they just getting married? Like, I have, I don't Some ever. Some
0: were getting married. Some were, the people I knew were going to university. But there were, but there were lots of other people that were not. So it wasn't,
2: like, weird for you? Although you did have to wear a skirt. Like, you could wear pants. I
0: wore a skirt and heels and. To university. To university and nylons. right? Nylons with and, garters. And a girdle. And a girdle. <laughs> the whole yes. thing.
1: Oh, yes, the whole thing the whole thing yes so actually that's an interesting question jenny because the fact that you went not just you went to university but you wanted to have a career like was that unusual that you wanted like you've been saying this is what you planned for yourself and you haven't mentioned Mm. a husband you haven't mentioned children like you wanted Mm. to be this like glamorous world that's right that's right yeah no that was what i aspired to
0: but working in the library i happened to meet this very nice young man Mm
2: -hmm. oh plans Um, derailed by plans derailed
0: by love i
1: know I think it happened a lot.
2: It's happening. It happens to all of us all yes, the time. Yes. Was yes. he uh,
1: was he borrowing things in the library, no. and you were working, or he was also working there? He was working. Uh, it was closed stacks. Uh, that means had,
2: the public can't access. That. That's right.
0: That's right. So um, this was um, two narrow layers of. Well, actually, there were four narrow layers of of. Um, bookshelves and uh, passages and uh, this particular person whom I actually knew from a class already but we just happened to be working at the same time Mm -hmm. and he worked one floor above me and so he would occasionally put a book on my book cart and then come down. I'm
1: sorry, I'm swooning. Yes, okay. yes. He Continue. Had, he, had it all, he had
0: it all figured out. He this had is it all amazing. figured out. I did not have it all figured out at all. I thought that somebody upstairs was being very careless about stocking my book cart. Because my job was to put the books away. So and, he would
1: put the book on your cart. And, and, and that would mean that you would have to interact yeah, with him? That's right. You have to go right. up to his floor. That's right. I, I would have book. to
0: go up to his floor. Or oh he would have to come down to my floor. And This uh, is like... And I, it was... It was, anyway, it was very, it was very sweet. And he was very, he was very sweet as well. So anyway, and then it did prevail that we um, lived in the same neighborhood and he had a car and he drove me home. And so before I knew it, I was, I was being, I was realizing that there were perhaps other options out there
2: they used to send love notes to each other through the pneumatic tubes I
0: did not send any love notes (laughs) I was extremely professional but he did (gasps) but he did he did (laughs)
1: this story of library (laughs) romance is like (laughs) I'm overcome with the delightfulness of the story
0: in this in this particular library they did have a pneumatic tube so people who wanted to borrow books would come up to the desk and they would write out their call numbers and the call numbers would go swooshing through the system in the pneumatic tube, and it would land with a clunk on your floor. And you would take that number, and you would run and find the book, and then you would bring it back, and you would put it on the dumbwaiter, and you would ratchet it up to the floor where someone would be given that book. And that was one thing you did, and the other thing you did was put those books away. So it was it was a very, very old-fashioned system system. And anyway, I quite loved it. I loved being in this tiny space and I loved pushing my little
1: cart around. And, but I still didn't want to go to library school. But it was a more delightful library experience than high school. Oh, oh by yes. far. Oh, yes, much, much more. Yeah. Yes.
2: So uh, you, you went to, you decided to go to Teachers College. This young man had what was, so he graduated, you graduated at the same time or?
0: He, um, oh goodness me. We were both in we were both in school at the same time, and he was in teachers' college as well. Yes, and I don't know what we fancied for ourselves. I mean, at this point, there was no thought of a of a future together, except that we were obviously enjoying one another's company.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we graduated. Um, we both went off to teach. And All still in, in Edmonton? Uh, oh No, not in Edmonton, because I would have had to have lived at home. Um, young women who were working did not have their own apartment. If, you, if your parents were in the city and you had a job, you lived with your parents. Mm-hmm. I did not want to live with my parents, and so I went back down to Calgary, and that is where I got a job teaching, was in Calgary.
2: And who did you live with there?
0: All by myself.
2: So you were allowed to live by yourself if you were outside the.
1: City. If your parents. That's right, there. because
0: hey, there were no yeah. parents to live with. Right. Yeah. Wait.
1: So I'm just imagining all of this like a glamorous movie. Did you live in a dormitory for all working women, or did you live I just in a building? Not. Oh. I lived in a in a in a eight
0: story apartment on Eighth Avenue in Calgary, and it was a bachelor apartment. It had two pull out beds sort of and a tiny kitchen area it was like one of these tiny little flats that you see being decorated trendily on television in Toronto Mm -hmm. now so
2: were you still going steady with this young man I was I was
0: I was and he was to have been teaching in Innisfail and really yes he was where's Innisfail? Innisfail Innisfail is a little bit north of Calgary and so he was to have been teaching grade eight in Innisfail Meanwhile, I was teaching grade eight at El Boya School. Am I allowed to name sure. a school? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just don't disparage them. No, no, yes. no. Oh no, it was a great school and had the lovely, <laughs> lovely kids. But I don't know whether he actually started teaching or he just realized he couldn't do it. He realized he just he found the courses interesting. He was did not want to have anything to do with the kids with children. Children. That's, that's right good. that's well, good right. to figure that early on that's yeah, right so that's good. you know no one likes
2: an angry grading no teacher.
0: no so his career as a teacher lasted i don't know whether it was even a week
1: wow mm-hmm. so <laughs> like right away so <laughs> off he off Deceptive. he off
0: he went back to um to edmonton and got a job there so this dear fellow would drive down to see me and he would do this every two weeks. He did he stay down. in your apartment? No, he did not. Jenny, I don't think that was allowed in Alberta. <laughs> no, he didn't. He stayed. With she his could aunt. only have a companion.
1: He, he stayed at his aunt's place. Oh, okay. Yes. No. What I enjoy about this, I enjoy everything about the story, obviously, but I also like that you got the job as in. You're teaching. You're in Calgary. He decides to not be a teacher, but you didn't just drop everything to be like, OK, I'll go be with you. You were like still doing your job. I was still doing my job. You were
2: having your independent mm. life. Yeah, I was. So exactly. you weren't,
1: mm. you didn't cast aside all of
0: your dreams. No, 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 no. So, but they're being modified, and they're being well, yeah. modified because of him, I yeah. have to say. Yeah.
2: So so at what point did you, because let's just, that's my dad. This it guy, is. This His name is Bruce. Surprise, Bruce.
1: We could talk, talk about So Bruce. we know you ended
2: up together. <laughs> That's so true, yes. Jenny <laughs> exists in the world. it's so. my dad. Yeah. So uh, when did you... What happened? At this point, well, you're how old? You're like 22.
0: I am 21 and teaching. Which is crazy. Which is, which is crazy, exactly. And at some point, we decided we would get married. Meanwhile, he is working in a mental hospital as a what in as a psychologist wait at what Mm. point did
1: he get a psychology
0: degree oh well that's his original degree was as as a psychologist and then he went to teachers and then he went to teachers and then he regressed and that's right and so he went back and and used that psych degree so that he could work as a psychologist and and decide what he wanted to do with his life and what he decided he wanted to do was go to graduate school and back then You could you could go to graduate school. You did not have to have hugely high marks, and um, so there he was. Uh, So he's in graduate school. He's up in Edmonton. We decide we are going to get married, and so. We moved back to Edmonton I moved back to Edmonton and I'm teaching in Edmonton so you
1: got to teaching okay good yeah yeah so, so I'm, I'm just like if you were like I'm I moved to Edmonton I'm and I st- became a homemaker no I'd be like, oh, no 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 okay, I was,
0: no I was no I was not interested in homemaking I was interested in having a fabulous apartment and decorating it um but you know there was no house buying there were no no yearning for children there was none of that I was I was wanting to be a half decent teacher Um, which I was for about four years I got better at it I was pretty horrible to begin with well
1: you're 21 Uh, I mean
0: well that's true
1: well
2: 22 22 Um, you once told me that to be a really effective teacher you have to get off a little bit on the power well
0: (laughs) that's true that's true well, I think if you're that—I don't young... think that's a negative. No, I'm 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 pausing here. I'm 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 trying to mull that over. I'm thinking that that was perhaps one of the things I enjoyed about teaching, <laughs> but, but but I'm not sure all. that I should be admitting that publicly.
2: Yeah. I haven't been a teacher for a long time. Oh, I yeah. haven't yeah. been
0: a teacher. That for part of a long your life time. is over. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm just but, thinking
1: too. If you're very well, I guess a lot of teachers mm-hmm. would be leaving teachers' college teaching right away. Like mm-hmm. my. Um, my grandmother, who would have been a generation mm. earlier than you, like she <laughs> became a teacher she was 18, and some of her students were 20. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. Yeah. How, like, I can't imagine being a teacher and being so, like, not that much older. So you'd have to be, like, very dress very adult and, like, behave very mature to just to try to get the respect, I would imagine.
0: My first year when I was in um, El Boya, I had a class of extremely bright kids now, it was grade eight but it didn't matter they were really smart I was not to give them a mark lower than a minus so they could get an a plus an a or an a minus and like someone I th-
2: told you that was the rule? oh yes
0: oh no I was I was definitely told oh, I was my. told that but I thought to my I thought I am 21 but their mental age is probably higher than mine like they are smarter. They're smarter yeah. than I am at 21. It was it was quite daunting to wow. have to deal with those kids. They were lovely. They were lovely kids. But but uh, anyway, I was certainly in awe of them. Yeah. But all of that went by the wayside when I moved up to Edmonton. I mm-hmm. had a bath of fire with a completely different group of kids at that point. But I did I did get better. And one of the reasons I got better is that I became very experimental in my teaching. Um, Because I was teaching English, I was using a lot of resources. I had about eight different English resources in one classroom at one time, stuff that, that nobody said I couldn't teach them, so they were reading you know, black like me and man child in the promised land and i mean we were all over the civil rights movement so at that into, this time this is like the mid 60s yeah, yeah yeah and i was embracing it wholeheartedly you uh, taught with
2: beatles lyrics i did
0: you? oh i did oh my goodness i ruined i ruined music for a whole <laughs> for, for a whole classroom i still remember this is like dangerous uh, minds
1: the movie yes
0: yeah. teaching yeah. uh yes I am a rock. I am an island. Yeah. In order to teach similes and metaphors to a bunch of <laughs> no-hopers,
1: <laughs> I love it. Yes, I so. want. I want the movie of your life. Yes, yeah. so I'm watching it
0: in my mind. I have. It's I amazing. really feel as if I need to apologize to those kids because <laughs> they can't listen to that music now without thinking of Miss Bowen or Mrs. Ryan, as I was by then. But I. But because of the way I was teaching, I thought I really. Uh, I can either become a better teacher or I can get in at the cutting edge of, of making classrooms interesting by going to library school and becoming a school librarian. I want to be the one who suggests to teachers that they can use these books and use these resources and make their classes exciting and interesting and make those kids love reading.
1: This is such. I feel like this is a very important turning point because up to this point, you never wanted to be a librarian. That's true. That's never. True. And suddenly,
0: mm-hmm. a change. That's right. That's yeah. right. I could see. I could see how books were enriching the, the lives of these students. The kid who broke into tears reading *Manchild in the Promised Land*. Like that's a that's a moment etched in my memory. Mm-hmm. And by then, the University of Alberta had a library school, so that is where i took myself to get a bls because mm-hmm. they were not offering anything more
2: so a bachelor of library a bachelor science. of
0: library science
2: yes so you uh, did that with the intention of becoming a school librarian
0: that's right that's right and i was so confident that i would be moving someplace exciting with this guy. Who
2: did he want to move somewhere exciting? Oh yes.
0: Oh thank goodness. Yes he did. Oh, yes he did. Okay, we good. were we were completely
2: what in kind agreement. Of, what kind of places them. were you tossing around? Where Wherever could we lived? could
0: find jobs. Okay. Wherever we could find jobs. You're both on the same page of like anywhere but here. That's right. Get out That's of right. Alberta. That's right. Please. And we had a theory that I mean he was going to wind up a specialist. He was going to wind up with a PhD in educational psychology but i would have the sort of job that would allow me to find a job anywhere so i was i was the generalist he was a specialist and we figured we would be
1: able to make that work i have a question so this is still mid-60s how do you find a job not in the city you live in without the internet (laughs) yeah is my question Oh my goodness, that is such an interesting question.
0: Hmm. Well, he began looking in professional journals.
1: Mm. Okay, like classifieds, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Well, the um, there would be there would be uh, journals of educational psychology or. um, um mm, Written material from various universities.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: suppose there must have been like paper bits stuck up on bulletin boards in staff rooms. So would it have
2: been that you were looking for his job, and then you were going to um, move there, and then you were going to find a exactly. job exactly? Okay. No, you've got it. You've got you got it. There. Yeah.
0: No, I was. I would be finding my job
2: once you'd arrive. on
0: site. Yes, I now, would.
2: Now we have skipped something pretty significant in my mother's mm-hmm. life. Before you married, you went to Europe oh gosh yes I totally forgot about that yes it was this always this story as a child that my mother left and went to Europe
1: by herself or with with, with a friends. friend I went with a friend companion with a companion and in, no, we, we, we,
0: this was a girlfriend this okay. was someone I met during one of my summer jobs mm-hmm. and my grandmother had left me a thousand dollars and this was 1964, and in 1964, you could buy a ticket on Ward Air for $350. And if you were a very good planner and wrote multitudinous letters to various uh, youth hostels and cheap hotels, and spent very little and were extremely thrifty, you could stay in Europe for for that amount of money
1: i know there's a famous book that's called something like europe for a dollar a day no i know five dollars a day five dollars five dollars okay. a day yes okay. i had a copy okay i, I did i had a copy <laughs> and i
0: itemized everything i spent and i think i've still got some of those notes worst. You know <laughs> two fennigs or anyway it was how long was were you very, there for we were there for three months we were wow. there for three months so this
1: is after you finished university no this no. was
0: after I finished my BA this was before the uh before the teacher's college before teacher's college, before okay. teacher's college. Okay. yeah so I was 20 mm-hmm. and which it doesn't seem all that All that young now but uh, but it was it was young there were not a lot of 20 year olds running around europe in 1964 i don't think Um, anyway it was a very exciting time to be there Mm -hmm. i went in my pointy-toed shoes and my pleated my long pleated dress and was aghast that oh my goodness they're wearing totally different clothes Mm. totally different clothes it was so interesting there, pl- were, there were other things as well. <laughs> I went, we went to art galleries and churches and, you know, did the, did the whole, did all of Europe very, very quickly. Um, anyway, you don't want the details of how we actually managed to pull that off, but. Um, that's
2: another podcast. That's another, yeah. that
0: definitely is another podcast. But yeah. anyway, but it was a great experience. I really, I had such a good time and I was, was really. But I was so abstemious. I, you had to, you know, take slides with a camera and then you had to get them printed and that cost money to get them printed. And so you were just, I took 79 slides. Three months, 79 slides. You had to be so choosy. Mm-hmm. If you... I was extremely choosy. Yeah. I was extremely choosy.
2: Yes, that would be so surprising And there the is not, generation. And there yeah. is not
0: a person in one of them. They were, are the most useless record <laughs> of anyone's travel yes my advice to everyone now is if you're going to take a picture put a friend in it because the friend matters the mountain does not
1: you can right. get a postcard with a mountain exactly. on it yeah. exactly exactly
2: so so okay so that was our so we've we've come back to now now you're married you're back from europe you got married um you're both living dad's almost finished university his phd you decide you're gonna
1: go he's looking for work and you're gonna find a job when you get there that's right and so where did you wind up we wound up in new zealand that's unexpected that's not what I thought you were gonna say
0: well we would have gone pretty much anywhere it turned out that finding university jobs uh, at that particular time like we thought it was going to be easy peasy and it was not Mm -hmm. and um, the only and then we thought well we don't really have to live in Canada we don't really have to live in North America what else is out there and we happened to have met a lot of interesting uh, New Zealand and Australian friends who were in the same program as my husband was in, as Bruce was in. Mm-hmm. So we thought, oh, well, let's go ahead, Bruce, apply for all these jobs in all these places that we've never heard of and let's see what happens. And so he had an offer from Australia and from New Zealand and we liked the New Zealanders better than the Australians that we knew and my apologies to all the lovely Australians out there that I have subsequently met but that's how the decision was made at the time and so we wound up in Wellington New Zealand
1: what's was the situation for Canadians working in New Zealand at that time like was there problem with credentials and things like your your degrees were still applicable there that was yes no oh
0: yes oh yeah and um, I had a job within three weeks which is amazing um
2: was it with a school
0: no it was not with a school because what I discovered is they do not have school libraries in New Zealand huh. they had some centralized book shipping service oh no and uh the, so I turned up at the public library and applied for a job, but I don't even remember much of an interview. But I was hired in children's services. And And what was the job? I was the, I I, I was a children's librarian. Uh, There were two children's librarians in this children's department at the um, Wellington Public Library and I did not do any ordering. I did a lot of book lists, and I made some school visits. There was no programming. It was so very, very different from the way they did things in North America. I, and despite my protestations, uh, they weren't about to follow any sort of North American example. Um,
1: did they understand you with your accent, the children?
0: The children thought my accent was delightful. Good. Good. And okay. I found it very hard to understand them. and I had many amusing conversations with little kids who wanted um, they would come in with a particular question, and I would have to figure out what it is they wanted because I, I, it took a, it took a while. But, so did you, but I figured it out.
2: So you liked the children at the library. You still didn't have any of your own. Did you want any children? Did Dad want any children?
0: We had been married eight years by then. I was in my late twenties, and honestly, I had no interest in having children. Mm. When we were in Canada, none. Yeah, spoiler at yeah. all. Too well, bad. mom. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> this isn't a Back to the Future situation. Yes, Jenny's is, not slowly disappearing. Yes. Yes. And my my glib answer is: you're, at that time, it was in the seventies. We were very far away from Canada. Um, You could write letters. You did not phone because it cost too much money. Mm. There was no internet. Um, I really did feel as if I was on the other side of the world. And in order to have more of my own family there, I had to create people. So if I wanted more relatives, I had to have kids.
2: the way, what what so it came you, down you had to your
1: children to make friends for yourself. That's
2: right. You wanted well, Christmas I had... dinner table people at your Christmas dinner. Yeah,
1: that's right. So I wanted
0: you... I wanted my own family. Yeah, there.
2: You missed the sixties, basically. Yeah, where were you? Like you missed the hippie thing.
0: I I guess I was probably teaching school at that time, but I missed everything but the wardrobe.
1: Did you have the long
2: hair?
0: I did not have the long hair.
2: You wore the clothes though. I
0: wore the clothes. I remember I,
2: asking you and Dad why you hadn't like you basically said you were too old to be hippies. You said we, you were like 2 years too old to join right. the movement.
0: That's right. That's right. That's more or less it. You were the adults. You were yeah, we were we were we just we just kind of like we because we were very um, early baby boomers. Like I was born at the end of the war um and so yeah we kind of missed out on the fun of it and there were things going on at the university and and we kind of we felt like people's parents watching yeah them carry on so I mean the attitudes we definitely had the attitudes but you know the whole free love thing the the you know taking drugs or whatever that was we were just a little bit too mature for that
2: and then New Zealand was different. They didn't have, well, did they have the same kind of hippie revolution as North America?
0: Moving to New Zealand in the 70s was like going to Canada, going back to Canada in the 50s. It was it was I'm sure that there must have been a kind of a youth revolution there, but it was certainly not to the same extent. So you left
2: Alberta to escape mm. conservative mm. things and you ended up in a conservative country
0: maybe but it was really But it was different so but it was okay. different it was different it was yeah. it was very different and the and the fact is that um it, it was conservative enough that when I became pregnant while I was working at the public library it was more or less expected that I was not going to come back
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a working mother
1: oh. and but did you
0: no, I didn't. So no. you had
1: children and raised I children. I had a
0: child. I had. I had uh, not me. Now I had Jenny's. I had Jenny's older sister, and the entire country was very supportive of mothers. Yeah. Like they were not just, working mothers, but not mothers. working mothers, but mothers. So there were visiting nurses, and there were places that you could go with your, with your kids, and and uh the women's movement was just getting underway at that time and and i knew some people there who were very involved in it so you know so that was an education for for me even if i wasn't on the job so i i just decided okay this is the culture i'm going to appreciate the culture and i would not have attempted to have gone back to work i'm not sure who would have looked after this kid, anyway.
2: Her name is Carrie. She Her is name a, is
0: Carrie. Yes, yes.
2: She, after she, Carrie. She
1: does. Yeah, she's a real she's a real person. So you, I mean, I don't think Jenny was born in New Zealand. No, no, no. So she was later.
0: So you left? Why work again? Or, um, yes, Bruce um, got a job in another place. Uh, we realized that we wanted to go back. The job situation for him wasn't as um, as as supportive as he would have liked Um, although we loved lots of the people and we loved the country and we made tons of good friends it's a very small place very very small Mm -hmm. so everybody knows everybody um you know whether they live in one city or the other particularly within the university community but his particular situation was not um to his um Uh, to his satisfaction and so uh so he began looking for jobs in north america and fortunately a friend in guelph uh said that there was a job there and so he wound up there and i remember feeling so relieved that we were going someplace um that wasn't alberta Mm -hmm. Like i did not
2: want to go back to alberta Mm -hmm.
0: i did not want to return home to the nest yeah you know even though we have family here and this is why my
2: parents are so tolerant of me living in Saskatoon because at that, least it's not Alberta well, mm. well because th- th- why they're not saying mm. come home to Guelph because mm. they why they never did it right so I feel yeah. like that's why you were accepting of me living away
0: but I have to say <laughs> that even though I'm not sure that well maybe I could live under Rachel Notley uh, in Alberta um, not too sure about Saskatoon however um but um but i love coming back to the place now i love the look of the prairies i love uh, the mountains i have totally embraced my uh, childhood geography after Mm -hmm. after hating it for years and years and years and i blame the hatred on um Having read too much Anne of Green Gables and fixating so totally on the beauty of Prince Edward Island, I wanted trees. I wanted grass. Red so you, clay. Oh, yes, red clay. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So.
2: Okay. So you end up in Guelph. You are still not working. You're still a stay-at-home mom of, mm. of two kids. I appear. Yeah, two
0: at, children. Jenny. Yes, Jenny, yes. Jenny is born. Yeah. Jenny is born.
2: Born in old Ontario. Yeah. And no dual citizenship for me. And then, oh, your sister
1: Carrie has dual citizenship yes. because she was born in New Zealand. That's yes. right. That's right.
2: Um, just straight up Canadian. Me. So you. So you were a stay-at-home mom and with two children, which was never on the radar. That was never a plan. That's right. You didn't even mm. want kids, and then you want, and then you're staying home like and not even working.
1: Seventeen-year-old you was thinking about trench coats and world travels, and that's true. That's true. So this was not a. I
0: love. I loved the kids, but I did not like the being at home. That is absolutely true. She used to
2: make her own yogurt.
0: Oh, I guess. I did all those things. I think you tried
2: to do things to make it more interesting. I did.
0: Mm -hmm. I did. But um, I wasn't. And at that point, I had to make a decision about what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And fortunately, um, the year that I was 40. um, Now we get to it. Yes. Now we get to it. Um, and this is, um, again, one of the reasons that I was really lucky to have married the guy I did. Um, he decided that we were going to go on uh, his sabbatical year. And we were not going to go anyplace exotic. We were going to go to Alberta.
1: What? No. Yes.
0: Yes. After seven years in Guelph, we yeah. sold the ugly house. We I liked that house. I know. I know. We sold the house. We, we tossed away all our stuff. Uh, we headed to, um, to Alberta, where he did a, some kind of work in the department there. The grandparents were there, which was very nice for mm. Jenny and, and her sister. Carrie. And I did a year of library school. So Wait. I went back to library school. So you
1: had your Bachelor of Library Science, and mm. then you went and you did, at that point, it was a master's program? It was program? a master's
0: program okay. by then, and so I was able to do a master's.
1: So why and, did you want to do
2: libraries again? Why wasn't it suddenly at 40 you wanted to do journalism?
0: Oh, Jenny, that's a really good question. I guess because I really enjoyed working in libraries. I had not given up the desire to be a, a school librarian.
2: So this was to be a school... You did the master's to be a school librarian. I did. Because at the time, um, public schools required a master's to work in the library. That's
0: right. That's right. No, uh, you're, no thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, the, no, the school library thing was still... On my radar.
2: So it wasn't a public library you wanted to work at? No,
1: that's
0: absolutely okay. true. You wanted to put yeah. books in
1: the hands of teachers and yeah. children. Yeah, still, still.
2: So you, we move back to Edmonton. You do the Masters. Then we go back to Guelph.
1: With the Masters. With the Masters. With, with the Masters. And what happens?
0: Nobody wants a school librarian.
1: What? Did, did they already did, have them?
0: They, uh, If they had them or they didn't particularly want them or they wanted them to have more teacher training or they wanted them to have had special education which I actually did go and do um but I yes um no they were making it very difficult and so I what I did was a lot of supply teaching and that was a kind of a like student low point like substitute yeah. teaching? substitute teaching yes yeah so I actually did that I supplied in many libraries but I also did pretty much anything just so that I, people would get to know me so I had some oh special ed classes that I don't even want to think about I got to dread the shrill ring of the phone at seven o'clock in the morning telling me that you know, there there was a job available because most of the time I really was not terribly interested. I loved going into the libraries. I did not like going into the classrooms, and having to teach math or Latin or
1: because so, right, you had the teaching certification. No, oh, oh yeah, you had the MLAS. That's right. That's right. So I had I had lots to
0: offer, but no one wanted that combination. So I was just trying it all. Yeah. I thought, okay, maybe I'll have to go back and be an English teacher. Maybe that's the way I get into the library. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that was a bit of a a wake up call, I suppose. Um, certainly not as bad as what kids are having to deal with nowadays. But the one thing I will say is that when I turned forty and I was in school, I I had none of that. My life is over it's downhill from here feeling that a lot of my friends were having. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I really felt as if I had taken life by the throat. I was in command.
2: At least I was doing something about acquiring um, better qualifications. So mm-hmm. you saw 40 as like another chapter, whereas your friends saw 40 as like, well, I guess that I, I messed up. I the guess end. my it, life is over. Yeah. That was boring. Well,
0: to, I think some of them although i do know a lot of women who did go back to university and my experience um, with myself and with them is that because everybody does that and they think oh i'm not smart enough everybody else is more clever than i am Uh, they're young they've got more energy Um, mature students invariably do very well because they're so terrified essentially of doing badly exactly so they work harder and, right. and they thrive and they do really well. So now you're retired. That's you're... right. I did get a library job, a real library in job. In a public library. A public library job. Which you never anticipated. Which I did not anticipate. And you and worked there for how many years? I was there for about 23 or 4 years. Loved it. And in retirement, I'm doing, um, I'm a volunteer librarian at a retirement home.
2: Oh, fabulous! So you so, ended up in a public library, which you never ever wanted to do, and yet you found it. It was like the calling of your life.
0: It was. It was very rewarding. It was
2: a calling.
0: It was yes. It was very rewarding. There were lo- there were things that I didn't get to do, but I'm happy with what I got to do.
1: It's such an interesting. I mean, just the permutations of, and that's part of shows. It's like how how many people when they're seventeen know just what they want to do and are satisfied by that. Like you had something in mind you found something else and it sounds like it worked out dare I say fantastically Mm.
0: (laughs) quick question mom what did you want to do when you were five I wanted to be a nurse
1: really oh
0: yes and that was because there were two working women in uh who were boarding at my parents house my parents were pretty poor and uh, they were called Dot and Joyce and and Dot was Dot worked at Woolworths and Joyce was a nurse and I loved the clothes I loved her dress (laughs) I loved her cape and her hat and she let me try these clothes on and she was just such a lovely person I think um, many of us make choices because we are impressed by the by other people by the inspiration that they give us and you wanted so to be her and she was right. A nurse that's right that's right and yeah. so it wasn't anything about nursing it was like oh joyce joyce is cool joyce has an interesting job and wonder uh, whatever
2: happened to joyce
0: i don't know i i wonder that myself but um, i wasn't even sure that i actually had a something that i wanted to do but but i realized yeah that was that was it yeah so
1: Thank you. Well,
2: I think. we have to... Yeah, I feel like we could talk for a lot longer. I know. I
1: feel like we could do a part two next time you're in town. Yeah. 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 Talk well, about
2: your retirement days. Delve more into
1: that stuff. I'll just say, thank you so much, Nancy. Oh, well, thank you. You mm-hmm. Can't you start off being like, oh, I don't know if I have anything to say. And that was the greatest story I've ever heard. I believe
2: mm-hmm. it is the longest podcast we've ever recorded. Yeah.
1: Thanks, well, Mom. I mean, you, you have more life to share. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. Absolutely. Yes, that's actually true. I'm thinking, am I just garrulous or no
1: i'm older
2: you're you just have more time i have, time more, to I talk have about. more i have more experience 30 years more 30 stuff me. to talk about that's right 30 years more than stuff other
1: people to talk we've about. talked to thank you so much for joining us you're Thanks, very Mom. welcome so that was nancy nancy part one there will be a nancy part two because we really want to delve into what happened to her after age 40
2: yeah what happened how did where did she end up working what did she end up doing what's she gonna
1: do next yeah and i think that we're discovering that when interviewing retired people they have more things to tell us because they have lived longer and they've done more things
2: and they've reflected more on things
1: yeah i think once you get to once you're in your 50s 60s 70s looking back yeah you have more perspective on stuff you're not so much right there in it right so, um, again, that ended sort of abruptly, but we'll just think of it like a cliffhanger. Yeah. And Nancy, part two, next time Next time she's in town. <laughs> snag her. We'll grab her and, and talk to her a bit more. Um, so there's a couple of sponsors we need to acknowledge. First First and foremostly, um, CFCR in Saskatoon, which is Saskatoon's community radio station. And they own the studio that Jenny and I are using right now to talk into these microphones. Thank you, CFCR. Thank you so much, CFCR, for letting us use your studio while we still kind of get our our own infrastructure going. So CFCR supports us, and you can support CFCR by listening to them all over the place. Um, CFCR.ca is the website, and there's a live stream there. They also have an app, so you can listen to CFCR on your device. Mm. You can listen to CFCR on TuneIn Radio and all the places where you can find radio stations. It's good. They've got cultural programming and music programming, and there's even a show Hosted by me that you can listen to on CFCR. About books. About I talk about books because guess what? Jenny and I are librarians. Yeah. You wouldn't have guessed that based on the content of this show, but Jenny and I work in libraries. It's true. Um, and then I also wanted to mention Audible, who is the the they support so many podcasts and which makes sense because people who listen to podcasts are the sorts of people who like to listen to people talking. And Audible is where you can get audiobooks. I know that you like audiobooks too. I love audiobooks. Do you want to talk about that one? Um, the one about the in the 20s? There Was that one you really liked? Was it The Chaperone?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really great. It's called The Chaperone. It's a really great, it's a really excellent audiobook. It's I'm sure it's a great written book as well. But the, um, Elizabeth McGovern.
1: From Downton Abbey. From Downton
2: Abbey does the, is the uh, reader. And it's a really lovely story about, um, it's based on the true life of um, a 1920s movie actress who I can't remember the name. Um, she was the one who first bobbed her hair. She's Louise like, Brooks. Louise Brooks, yes. Yeah. Louise Brooks brought the bob. Anyway, it's about, being, it's a story uh, told from the point of view of a woman who was her chaperone. Um, so it's mostly fiction because no one really knows much about um, Louise Brooks' chaperone. But it's, yeah. uh, So it's a fictionalized account of, of, of being the person who looked after Louise Brooks as she broke into the film industry. It's a really great audiobook, and it's um, partly the story, but it's also partly uh, what makes it a great thing to listen to
1: is the reading of it. I will say that as I listen to audiobooks a lot – and more and more like people like elizabeth mcgovern are like doing audiobooks like there's a lot of audiobooks read by like actors whose voices you know so for me when it's like read by someone who i like as an actor then it's. i want morgan freeman to read all
2: all the textbooks i ever had to read in university if morgan freeman had read those to me as i sat around you know eating snacks and you'd just be wrapped walking i would i would know i would
1: be an astronomer by now yeah exactly so if you um want to try out audible and at the same time support this show um you go to you can register for a free trial so you can get one audiobook for free just to see if you like it um and then if you like it you can of course check out other membership options they have but the free trial and the way to do it and support this show is you go to audible you were going tbf that's audible com slash you were going tbf and then that helps us out with our dream of one day getting a microphone so we can do mobile. Oh, a second microphone. We have one microphone. So we can do We want to site microphone interviews. With, with exciting people, library people, and non-library people. Yep. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. You can catch up with us on social media at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We're at YWGTBF. That's the first letters of you are going to be fantastic. If you have a story you want to share, we'd be super happy to read it allowed yeah, yeah. for you you could email us at you are going to be fantastic tell at, us
2: how your life derailed and what you did to get it back on track
1: yeah and where you are and how you feel about it so you are going to be fantastic at gmail.com is our email address um and wherever you're listening to this on itunes or soundcloud or stitcher or TuneIn radio or wherever um if you could give us a rating or subscribe to us or make us a favorite or like put a little heart on us or whatever whatever that platform you, is doing. however
2: you tell you people you love us that's we'd love it
1: that and it helps more people find the show and that helps us out. And thank you so much for listening. Um bye. Bye. What will be will be